0: Hi guys, this is Alana Terry with the Successful Writer Podcast. I have a good friend and someone who's been very instrumental in my writing success here today. This is Larissa Reynolds from List Lab. And we're gonna be talking about why you need a coach. So welcome, Larissa. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, good to be here. For people who haven't met Larissa, I just wanted to share kind of our origin story. So I'm thinking, do you remember what year this would have been, Larissa? Like maybe 15 or 16? Yeah,
1: yeah. 15, 2015 or 16. It's been a, three or four years, I think. So, it has yeah.
0: been, yeah. And so Larissa has been um, an author coach for fiction writers and indie authors of all genres for quite a while. So we got connected. She started out as my, uh, I guess you'd call it like an email, a business email marketing mentor but you know very focused on the kinds of emails that readers love to get and then she so tell us a little bit about the other list lab because that's a little bit newer and that's where we've kind of not quite reconnected yeah. because we were always a little connected but that's where we've gone more uh, in depth recently where we
1: have spent the most time lately yeah, yeah. So, well, I'll just back up. I guess my own origin story okay. I, um, yeah. So I spent about 20 years, I guess it was 15 years, and then it sort of overlapped. But about 20 years with the, running a software business with my husband, and a big chunk of that was email marketing for clients, for retail clients, and things like that. So when I kind of my husband wanted to do other things, and we kind of decided to to you know phase that business out, and I got into publishing. This would be in 2013. So I, and I thought, and I, and I kind of realized pretty quickly of, Hey, I have all these email skills that I kind of saw that as a perfect way to build relationships and to, to, you know, be authentic with readers and as Mm -hmm. customers and to carry over those kind of email and retail skills that I had already developed Mm -hmm. into that. So I I was doing that with, with my own stuff and I, I put together some trainings and things that were sort of your typical, you know, PDF files and videos and and things like that. And that was fine. And that's probably how you and I might've connected originally. I don't, I don't even know. But then um, after that.
0: Yeah. I think I sat in one of your webinars about how to write better emails and get better open rates and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I've done kind of off and on different trainings and, and different things, mostly focused on email because that's where my um, deepest background was. But what kind of happened is I had a couple of author clients that were sort of like pestering me of, can I just work with you one-on-one? And And I thought, oh, I don't want to do that, right? You know, I don't want to be in that. I, don't, I just want to, you know, I, I want to have this kind of hands-off thing where I can just do my training. Except it was also at the same time really frustrating for me because I realized really quickly, and you know this, that you know you can put training out there, and I and I consume training in this way too with the same frustration, right? Is you know you have training, you you watch the videos, you. Read the PDFs. You you, do, mm-hmm. you know do all the steps, but there's always stuff in the middle there of well well what about this and what about right. that, and I was frustrated as a as a teacher to, that there was not one answer. It was always you know well tell me more about your situation. Well what it depends. You know so many things in publishing. You ask a question, the answer is well it depends. You know, it, you know, it depends on a lot of variables and I, you know, while I, you know, love the kind of resources that we have available, so many great trainings out there with, you know, for ads for authors and on blurbs and copywriting and Mm -hmm. even other email, you know, you know, books about email strategy and things that a lot, we have a lot of resources now that we didn't have, you know, five or six years ago, which I love. And that's great. But I also get a little frustrated as a, a consumer of all that content, as well as a teacher of that content, of not having the opportunity to say, you know, hey, what about this? You know, what about, how do I actually implement and apply that to my situation? So what happened is I had an author that was kind of stalking me almost, like, say, would you please just work with me one-on-one? And I was finally like, fine. You know? <laughs> And I thought, oh, I'm not going to like this, but I loved it. It was great fun. And I realized that, you know, I, I love the kind of strategy and decision making and putting all the business pieces together, not just email, but all of the pieces mm-hmm. of a business. I love doing that. And there's only so many things times I can do that in my own business, right? And you got to
0: the middle and wait,
1: right? So I thought, well, you know, this is a, a great way for me to be able to help other um, authors and also sort of satisfy that urge of, of, you know, reworking the puzzle, Mm -hmm. which I can't practically do with my own business, but I can help others do that with theirs and look at all these variables and also solve that frustration of, you know, there's not really a cookie cutter solution. There's, you know, to, to one thing that, you know, tutorials are great and really helpful, but at some point, you know, it, you have to say, okay, wait a minute, how does this apply to me? What are the, the things that are Mm -hmm. different, um, for me, So that's kind of, that was kind of the drive. And then, so I, I did one-on-one coaching only for, for quite a while, just sort of off and on, uh, you know, based on who found me and who was available and who I happened right. to be talking to at the time. Yeah. And then last year I decided, you know, I, maybe I can put this together as a small group. But when I say small, it's like less than 20 people. All right. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, 10, 15 mm-hmm. people at a time. And because I found myself, you know, after doing it long enough, I found myself saying a lot of the same things over and over and the variables right. of what was different <laughs> were getting smaller and smaller kind of thing. So I, I put together kind of a beta program last year and tested it out with, you know, 40 or 50 authors who all had really good success and then kind of have learned from that and put together our author list lab into last year. And that's when you came on board because we had worked together kind of one-on-one and then also in this group, group format. And it's sort of a hybrid of group and, and one-on-one coaching a little bit. I've I've been real happy with it. I've enjoyed it a lot uh, and I've been really excited to see the results so far um, that, that authors have seen. So. Oh, that was a long-winded answer to your question.
0: <laughs> no, it's been great. Yeah, for people who are curious, maybe we can talk just super fast about the format of this Because you're right, it's there's some group stuff. So in some ways, it's it's kind of like a mastermind in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. a teacher-led mastermind. You know, so like once or twice a week, or once or once a week, or once every other week. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. a set time that we meet, and you've got you know slides and a presentation and sometimes you're helping one individual author through something, but it applies to everybody or other times it's just, Hey, here's a new marketing, you know, it's, it's pretty marketing focused. Yeah.
1: It's definitely a marketing and business focused yeah. from that standpoint. Cause that's kind of where my, that, that I think it leans that way. Cause that's where my interests lie and where, mm-hmm. where most people find me. And I also think it's kind of combining a lot of the experiences I've had in my own mastermind groups over the years and with my own coaches over the years of, of what pieces have worked. And I think it's it's been a pretty good mix of sometimes it's one-on-one getting on a call of yeah. for, you know, 20 or 30 minutes and, and talking about something privately where we can be really candid Mm-hmm. about sales numbers or draw right. goals or, you know, th- things like that. And other times it's a little bit broader and we talk with the group. And what I love is, you know, even if I get stuck in the group, someone in the group always has a smart yeah, idea.
0: Someone else can jump in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. To and, to help. And I, I think that kind of feedback, wh- no matter where you get it is is really valuable to, mm-hmm. to, to get feedback from, because you can't always see the forest for the trees, right? You know, for it's sure. hard to see what's going on in your own business sometimes to know how to fix that. So,
0: yeah. And I know some of my favorite chats with you, the one-on-one, sometimes it's not even a, Hey Larissa, I have this one problem. Can you help me with it? It's just kind of, all right, this is how my month went. Like, you know, it's almost like debriefing. (laughs) Yeah, I really appreciate those. You know, like sometimes there really is a um, like I think one of our very first one-on-ones, one on it was, okay, I've got this 99-cent book club coming up. I want to have it as absolutely optimized as possible. So we went over all of my emails, all of my, you know, right. ad things, all the back matter, all the descriptions. Like we looked at everything. Right,
1: um, right. We kind of did a big brainstorming. Yeah, yeah.
0: But sometimes it's, okay, so yeah, I launched this book and I'm I'm getting ready to write this one. What do you think about this, Fanny? You know, so I'm not necessarily coming with just one question and and for me that's been so helpful because I think that you know I I kind of process things even you know like with a girlfriend or something like I I process just through talking it out you know this is what's been going on right right well and
1: sometimes uh, at least for me like we you know even with my own coaches sometimes I'm not learning anything new from the coach just being able to say that out loud and, and get some reassurance to say you know what yeah that sounds like you've thought through it correctly Mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you have good logic there. It's like, okay, yeah. good. You know, yeah. I just, you know, you just want some, you know, you want a check For from sure. somebody that's, that's aware of what's going on and to say, you know, am I thinking about this right? Because I, especially in, you know, so many people in our industry are, are kind of solo business owners. Right. It's just you, or maybe you and a partner or mm-hmm. it's, it's mostly, you know, even if you have a team, you know, you, you know, we all have people we rely on, but right. for the most part, it's just you making a, a, mm-hmm. a decision and You're
0: making a big choice, right?
1: Yeah, and it, it's hard to do that by yourself. You know, you know, sometimes you get kind of stuck in your own confirmation bias and think, "Oh, right. I'm I'm absolutely doing the right thing," because and and then you only start looking for things that are like that to re you know. For and sure. it helps to have some outside opinion say, "Hey, wait a minute, have you?" thought about this part of it or that part of it or you know sometimes you're on the right track and you you want someone to say you know what yeah you've thought through all this and here's the pros and cons that you've already thought about you know just to kind of reassure that you're on the right path and and, and to decide what to focus on and what not to focus on
0: yeah and I think sometimes every once in a while you know there's a tough love aspect that can come in you know like I know at one point we were talking about this one particular series that I was having a hard time marketing. So we looked at my covers and we're like, well, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we need to change these covers. And my thought was, but I like these covers and you're like, yeah. oh, you might love them, but that doesn't mean they're going to sell your books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's me.
1: hard. It was,
0: I mean, it was so obvious, but Larissa, I like these covers. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, and you like them, so you kind of dismiss the other data, right? right. Disappointing you. That's what I mean by confirmation bias, too, is you look at stuff and, you know, you're attached to it. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example of a, another client, I won't say her name, but she, right. um, had a really great, it was in a, a subgenre of contemporary romance. She had a really great series that just was not taking off. Mm-hmm. And she said, Well, you know, when I tell people about it, they're like, Oh, I'm sold, you know, because I tell them there's this and there's that and there's this, you know, I, I don't mm-hmm. want to spill, her, spill yeah, the beans yeah. on her. <laughs> right. I mean, but she was, she would t- like just in conversation at conferences or, you know, in the grocery store line or whatever, mm-hmm. she would tell people about this, the series. And they'd be like, "Oh, that sounds fantastic! I can't wait to read it." So we went, and so while she's telling me this, right, and giving me the background, I'm looking at her blurb, and I said, "You know, name." <laughs> you realize none of this is in your blurb. Mm-hmm. All this good juicy stuff. she goes, right. "It's not. I said, no.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: you've told me all this great stuff, which I want to read it now. You know, right. and I, I don't even read this genre, <laughs> so I want to read it." And I said haven't communicated that and she looked and she went like she goes oh you're right she goes and she had left out like all the juicy bits yeah and
0: sometimes in the
1: you know in in the blurb and in her author bio and on her website none of that came through because she just it sort of was all in her head and she got got it out in conversation but it never made it onto the screen Mm -hmm. you know when she was trying to communicate that to her readers and to her Facebook groups and and things like that. So she had, you know, like fans that had read the series. She's like, well, they're wildly active in my Facebook group. They love it. I don't understand why, you know, and I'm like, well, because you're not communicating that, you know, and she, and she was like, oh, well, okay. And then she went (laughs) and worked out her blurb and and it helped, you know, (laughs) you know, sales took off. So sometimes it's, it's, you have to kind of have that extra person because you just can't see it. Um it's kind of like seeing your own typos
0: oh yeah, that's and a really good way to put it
1: you know i I sometimes tell people when they ask what I do that it's kind of like a having a developmental editor, you have a developmental editor for your book to tell you where like all the plot holes are and where mm-hmm. things don't hang together, mm-hmm. and I kind of feel like a lot of what I do is as a developmental editor for your marketing plan so um at where the where the you know where the holes are and what you're kind of skipping over
0: yeah
1: um. And, and things like that. So I'll, I'll give you guys a little mini training, right? And in, in here that, uh-huh. you know, we've talked before in the lab pretty recently about this idea of that you need this flywheel in your business of finding readers and reminding readers. And if you could get up too heavy on one side or the other, you, you your, your wheel breaks, right? Your, your engine, bit, your engine breaks. And uh, so often I'll talk with authors that come to me and they're like well I have this this and this they've got their email you know auto sequences and autoresponders set up they've got all this stuff you know they've got their Facebook groups and all of this and they've done such a great job of serving existing readers right and I'm Mm -hmm. like so where's the piece of your plan that finds new readers and they're like, oh, well, <laughs> but I have all this and I'm like, but which is great, but you still have to get people into that system, right? Or they'll end up the reverse, right? That they are spending so much money on ads and, or promotions or swaps or things like that. And I'm like, okay, so how are you recapturing those readers to buy the second book? And they're like, Whoa, you know, so it, you have to, uh, there's so many pieces to, mm-hmm. to getting the the business running that if you don't look carefully or, or have you know someone you trust to to help you look carefully and kind of go through the checklist. It's real easy to get bogged down
0: it can't. in, and sometimes in one side or what, another. Yeah, you don't even know what to look for. Like my husband had a physical checkup with the doctor, just, you know, like his regular once-year thing, and they ended up uh-huh. doing this simple blood test that he's never had done before, but it, you know, it was like, oh, you're low in this one area. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't even know I was supposed to be tracking that, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of like, oh, yeah. I didn't know I was supposed to be looking at my blurbs, you know, with this in exactly. mind or something.
1: Yeah. yeah you know, and, and so, you know, I think sometimes when, you know, we get, you know, people get stuck, right? You know, I, hear the, right. of, I don't know what's working. I don't know what's not working. I, I'm stuck. And I and mm-hmm. say, well, what do you think works? And I have no idea, you know, and it you can talk through it and get there, but it's, it's the kind of a, a matter of realizing oh I didn't know I was you know I didn't know I needed this piece you know I didn't know I needed that piece mm-hmm. and I, and I also think too it, it's just sort of a phenomenon of our our social media world of you know so many really helpful Facebook groups and author groups mm-hmm. online and forums and things like that that you piece all this stuff together but the reality is is even if you get the most generous case study from someone who's okay. saying, hey here's what worked for me here's help there's always pieces that they leave out, not right. to be malicious, right? They're not intentionally mm-hmm. trying to like hide things from you. It's just that everybody has different skills. Everybody mm-hmm. t- kind of takes things for granted of, oh, well, I don't need to mention this because everyone knows that, right? Right. You know. Uh-huh. Uh, and so if you miss that piece and you do everything they listed on the surface, right. it could still not work because you can't see behind the scenes. You don't know that behind the scenes they're actually doing these one, two, or three other things that are Mm -hmm. kind of what make everything click together that they just didn't happen to mention, you know, for, for whatever reason.
0: No, that makes sense. Or didn't,
1: or didn't even, or didn't even really, you know, realize that that's what makes everything click together.
0: Right. So I've got a Uh, two-part question for you. So do you feel like everybody needs a coach, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and by everybody, let's say people who wants to, You know, we've talked a little bit on this show about the difference between people who want to write as a hobby or a business. So let's talk just to the Mm -hmm. people who are planning to make writing their business. Would you say that everybody would benefit or should get a coach? Or would you say that maybe there's a certain point? Like, how do you know if you're ready or if you would benefit from this one-on-one kind of coaching?
1: (sighs) think everybody needs to find someone that they trust
0: mm-hmm. to
1: bounce ideas off of, right? Mm-hmm. And someone who that they trust to who can be a little bit distant from the business to see things mm-hmm. differently. Right. But at the same time, have some compassion for the business, right? And some, mm-hmm. some, some empathy for what you're going through as a business owner. Right. So I, I think everybody needs to have somebody like that for some people are lucky enough that they have a spouse who's business minded and can help Mm -hmm. with that or, or, you know, or a good friend or or things like that. Writing. Yeah. I mean, I I think writing groups are a little tricky because so many authors bring baggage to the business side that you have to be careful who you trust with that. You want someone who has a similar business mind is or similar business goals or at least understands right. your business goals can separate that out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think if you just go to other authors for advice, there's so much ego, and I don't mean that in a negative I way, I mean true. that just, yeah. in a, just in a reality way. There's so much ego in, uh, you know, it's hard to separate out, you know, well, I want that success for me, so I, you know, and I don't, or, or this is my experience or my mm-hmm. frustration or my emotion about it and that ends up getting projected onto you right exactly. so you gotta you have to find somebody that i i think it's helpful for me uh, it, to have somebody that is kind of has half a foot it ha- has a foot in the business but also is a little bit outside the business right okay. so like yeah. i don't i don't tend to work with a lot of clients who write in the exact same <laughs> subgenre that i do right mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. all because it gets hard for me even right
0: i can see um, that yeah
1: Yeah. It's a lot easier for me to, it's also easier for me, I think, because I've been self-employed. I've been a business owner for 20 plus years. Right. So Mm I have kind of been there, done that with a lot of stuff. So it's easier for me to separate out than someone who's maybe this is their, you know, first business, right. Mm -hmm. That they're still going through those ups and downs. There are a lot, right. So I think, I think, you know, finding someone that you trust is really important, regardless of whether that's a coach that you hire or someone that, you know, is a spouse or someone from your church, you know, who's a mentor or or something. I think everyone benefits from a mentor or a coach and how, whether you hire someone or not kind of depends on where you are in your career and who you can find. I mean, I hired, I hired coaches because for myself, uh-huh. Because I don't have, I just haven't found other mentors that I click with, right? Mm-hmm. So the easiest way to go out and find, you know, for me to go out and find people that I click with is I go find someone that I click with and then I pay them to get their attention. Right? Um, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which sounds kind of crass, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, everyone's busy. So I'm going to say, okay, I, I need your attention. I want your attention and, and your advice. I, I decide who mm-hmm. I trust first and yep. then I pay <laughs> yeah kind of thing. So, but I think finding who you trust first is the very most important thing. And then how that coaching relationship works out is just kind of de- going to depend on
0: who that yeah, person is. Yeah, there can is. be a lot of variables, I think. Do you, in your own just, you know, personal hiring of of coaches for yourself, do you have some that are kind of like you and me that are more long-term and others that maybe you're just going to hire someone to help you with this one question or project like does coaching work best if it's long-term or is there a, a place for I, th-
1: I think it depends on what you need I've done both you know where I've needed help with like a specific thing mm-hmm. right a specific mm-hmm. maybe copywriting kind of style or ads or or things like, you know, you know, I know you're doing some ad coaching now, which I, you Mm know, like if you need specific help with something, I think it's fine. But usually if it's project oriented or task oriented, that tends to be a shorter term relationship. Mm -hmm. Just practically speaking, because you get to the end of it, you've learned what you need to learn and (laughs) and then you're done. Right. Right. You know, I think if it's strategy questions, that tends to be a little bit more long term, mostly because you need to be able to talk about trends, right? And you right. need to kind of, what I, I always think of it is from a good mentor or coach, what you're learning is how to learn, you know, how to think.
0: Mm-hmm. You're not
1: learn, You're not like just asking and answering questions. Right. You're, you're learning how to think about those things for yourself. So I would fully expect that, you know, you're going to grow into and grow out of coaches and mentors. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I don't, I, you know, I've had several over the years and it's because for some period of time, they're really helpful and you really click and it's really mm-hmm. like helping you move forward in your life and your business and, and all of those things. And then you kind of reach a stage where, you know what, I've moved forward and now I've outgrown what this coach can offer me.
0: Right. You um, Yeah. My to, husband yeah. just went through that. He paid for some personal training at the gym and, yeah. got, you know, 75% into the sessions that he paid for and realized, you know what, I kind of, you're not really helping me anymore. Not in a bad yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some, yeah, but just
1: you've reached the limit of what you can do with that person. Yeah. I mean,
0: uh, sometimes, sometimes that's, that's a, even the goal, almost, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I hired you I to mean, say, Hey, Larissa, help me get to 10,000 newsletter subscribers. And we got to that. I don't necessarily right. need to pay you to help me get to twenty thousand because you've already taught me how to right how to do And that. I
1: think it depends too. I mean, I, I tend to work with authors that are at a pretty specific stage, right? That they're mm-hmm. they have, you know, five or six books published and you know, between say five and twenty books is pretty typical but mm-hmm. published and they're in that kind of under five thousand dollars a month and they're trying to get to ten or twenty thousand dollars a month. Mm -hmm. I've worked with clients on the, on on both sides of that, where they're trying to get to their first thousand dollars. And that's not really my sweet spot personally, you know, of where I'm best able to help people. Mm -hmm. I've also worked with clients who came to me, they were already making 20 or $30,000 a month and wanted to get to 50 or a hundred. And that worked too, but that's not really what I enjoy the most because Mm -hmm. by the time you scale your business that way, you need different things. Right. So, so you know, while well, I would love to say, you know, oh yes, everyone comes in at you know making twenty grand, and we double their uh-huh. money in you know in twelve weeks. The, uh, yeah, I've I've done that, but that's not really what I enjoy, and that's not really mm-hmm. where I can I feel like I'm called to provide the most value. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. this is so some of this mm-hmm. is where what I feel like you know where I can most help, where I can have the biggest impact, is in this sort of middle is, is those are the authors who I work and I enjoy working with and where I feel like my skill set is the best match. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, let's say for example, you know, we get somebody, you know, through the whole journey up to 15, $20,000 a month. And I say, okay, mm-hmm. what's your next goal? If they say, I really want to get to a hundred thousand dollars a month or a million dollars a year, what, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it ends right. up being, I would probably be like, you know what I let's help, let me help you find someone.
0: Yeah, for that mm-hmm.
1: because I, there's only so far that I can take you.
0: No, and um, that makes perfect sense. And I think that it's it's best to recognize that. You know, if you look at hiring someone for sports, or I did violin growing up, you know, like you you do yeah. your teachers, and that's not you something bad about your teachers. You needed them to get from A to B, but then to get to see right. somebody else, you so.
1: might need something different. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you might need something different. So, uh, you know, but the, you know, on the flip side, that also lets me focus on the parts that I'm good at and dive deep so I can give you deeper help right on that part of the journey because you're you know your business and you've been around a while right with your Mm -hmm. with your business you know that the stuff that you needed to focus on to get in place for the business to be successful those first couple of years is very different
0: than where you are now
1: where you're in growth mode right you're trying to to you know you've you've got your rhythm down of how to, mm-hmm. how to write and how to produce good, you know, great books right. and, and where that is. And, and you've have that figured out probably by now, it's intuitive, right? If you went mm-hmm. back and ta- someone asked you to deconstruct, how that worked, you'd be like, well, it just kind of does.
0: I should, yeah. <laughs> Oops,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, it, you know, where someone from the very beginning, if they're starting trying to say, well, how do I set up my email list and how right. do I, this or that, or, you know, how do I make decisions about ads? You know, at some point, you know, you sort of internalize that knowledge and that's I think mm-hmm. what happens with the case studies we talked about, like people who are trying to help on Facebook, mm-hmm. they've internalized so many things that they just skip over, not because it's not important or they want to mm-hmm. leave it out or they don't want to help right. you, just because
0: yeah, I totally get that.
1: it's obvious to them by that point, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's the curse of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> right. So <laughs> that it that you forget. So I, I think you you do have seasons. Where you find the right teacher, the right mentor, but it's okay to outgrow them. It's okay to keep them, you know, for however long your season lasts. If that ends Mm -hmm. up being a few months, that's great. If it ends up being a few years, that's, that's great too. But, you know, or maybe you get to a point where you've reached your, you know, you're happy at your level, and you don't have, not everybody has aspirations to go on to, quote, the exactly. next level,
0: Yeah, right. you might,
1: you know, you might be happy, and then it might be that we, you know, I think you and I did this for a while, that, you know, we made some progress, and then we just checked in once or twice a year to kind exactly. of see how things yeah. were going until you were ready to ramp up mm-hmm. to kind of a next stage of growth, right. um, kind of thing, so you might have instead of an intensive coaching relationship, you might have more of a check-in relationship um, just to kind of keep you on track, you know, maybe once a quarter or something, right. it's, you know, you, you, you have to pick and choose you're in charge of your destiny and your business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so you have to kind of pick.
0: Um, yeah. I want to close just with kind of a practical, you know, so if someone's listening and they're like, yeah, I could totally see how a coach would benefit me. I think, you know, we've already mentioned it, but it probably bears really emphasizing there's not one person who's going to be the perfect coach for everybody for sure. Right. Uh, it depends right. on your goals. But I think a lot of it's probably personality too. You know, mm-hmm. like there are some people who are going to click with one kind of teaching style. You know, some people are really going to resonate with that tough love. Like, you know, oh, yeah. what the heck were you doing putting this in your email? And other <laughs> people are like, yeah, other people are like, please don't be mean to me. Right. <laughs> you know. So, right. So what just practical tips do you have for just finding the person who's right for you? Because, you know, it's almost like finding, you know, a doctor or a pediatrician for your kids. Like there's lots of people who can do it, but the person that you're going to resonate the most with, how do you find that person? Hmm.
1: I would, I would probably start the same way the, The first author that I coached, one-on-one started, which is to find someone whose training product or things resonate with you Mm -hmm. and approach them and say, hey, do you do any kind of one-on-one coaching or consulting? And don't make it a long-term relationship. I mean, Mm -hmm. I would just approach them and say, hey, would you be willing, you know, to, to work with me for maybe two or three phone calls and, and talk mm-hmm. through some, you know, I tell them what resonates with you. I really like your approach to X or, you know, right. I like the way you handle your emails or I like the way you, uh, you know, you explained, you know, your ad strategies or, or things mm-hmm. like that.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and just ask them if they're available if it's not obvious already that they're available. right right um You know, I, because of that kind of mix, I, I think too, I, always ha- I don't take on clients to either one-on-one or to this group program without having a conversation with them first. Mm-hmm. It's no charge. I mean, because I want to know, right? Is it, is it a good fit for both of us? Mm-hmm. And I think most, you know, if someone is not in the coaching business and you're approaching them for that, they, they might be less willing to do that. So you might have to say, hey, can I just buy an hour of your time? Mm-hmm. Right, you know, and and offer, you know, uh, and recognize, you know, just make sure they know that you recognize their time is valuable. Say, hey, can right. I buy an hour of your time and and talk to this, and and that'll give you a clue about whether they're even open to that, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if
1: it's someone who is coaching, find out what their process is. You know, I think most coaches will have some kind of process, like you know, we either need to have a phone call or you need to have taken this basic course first. Uh So that we have a common language or, um, you know, or you need to fill out this application or you need to get in touch with me and tell me this about, you know, something, you know, most people who are doing one-on-one or group coaching will have some kind of a process. Mm -hmm. So go through their process and pay attention. You know, do I like this process? (laughs) Do I feel, do I feel empowered by this conversation um, or this training or, or whatever it is? And you have to kind of, you know, trust your gut and say, you know, mm-hmm. so help right. <laughs> to, to, to say who's going to be the right person for yeah. me. It's, it's
0: almost a bad, it coach. is a personal to thing. Be, you know, just as good as a great coach can be amazing. I feel like inviting the wrong person into your business that can, you know, like you were talking Absolutely. about people bringing in their baggage. <laughs> I yeah, see that happening. Thankfully it hasn't happened to me, but I could see that being a really
1: that's yeah, so you want to, I, I think when you're looking for that coaching relationship, you want to sort of guard your heart a little bit, right? You know, you want to you wanna reveal enough that, that the person you're asking to help you can help you, which mm-hmm. almost always means being pretty vulnerable about what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. most people don't reach, most people don't reach out for help when they are, when their business is going well whether that's a good decision or not,
0: yeah. you know,
1: you probably should reach out for extra help when your business is going well, but most people yeah. don't. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when you reach out, it's, I'm stuck. I have no idea what's going on. I am so miserable because my spouse is about to give up on me. My mm-hmm. bank balance is low or, you know, whatever yeah. it is right? Um, that you reach out, you know, or I, I had hung all my hopes on this you know, book, Bob deal or whatever it was. And it didn't work Mm -hmm. right on this thing. I put all this time, you know, most people reach out when they are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So I would say, be careful, share enough information and be honest enough with the coach to, to, so they can know if they can help you. But, you know, be aware that if you get bad vibes on the advice or you get Mm -hmm. somebody that just doesn't click with you, I, I think I tend to be wary of people that are extremely prescriptive of you must always do these
0: things. Oh, that's a good one.
1: Because I I think if they're quick to make, sometimes that's true, right? Sometimes that's true that there are things that you're missing in your business and you just need to do whether you like it or not. You have to do them if you want to get to the next outcome. But I think sometimes I've had bad coaches before and in hindsight, you know, that you realize, you know what, I they, I either didn't communicate what my end goal was mm-hmm. or they ignored my end goal and right. inserted their own ego and yeah. their, their, what their end goal for me was and that didn't click. Um, and that's why I got advice. And, and, you know, you have to find somebody that you're okay with, being vulnerable with, and mm-hmm. also being coachable, quite honestly. Someone that you're willing to trust them enough that you listen and do what they say to do, even if it doesn't feel comfortable right? I mean, because there's no point in hiring a coach if you're not going to take that advice and implement it, mm-hmm. um, and, and use it and and try it. Cause you're, you're hiring someone who's knows things that you don't. So you don't want to spend all your paid time with that person mm-hmm. arguing about what they, you know, about what they suggested. Um, so if you're not coachable, I would say, don't go look for a coach um, right. right now
0: <laughs> um, you know,
1: from that standpoint. So,
0: Yeah. And if somebody isn't at the point where they're financially ready or comfortable committing to one-on-one, do you have other suggestions? I know we talked a little bit about different author groups. Are there any other, you know, maybe going back toward that kind of mentor idea as opposed to a paid coach, any suggestions? I would
1: probably, I would probably start if you don't, if someone doesn't come to mind immediately that you're like, no, I could, I could, you know, I should ask this person to mentor I me, mean, I would probably start by looking for like, maybe not a mentor, but maybe an accountability partner. Oh,
0: that's a good because
1: idea. Because a lot of times, like, you know, someone who's at a similar, has similar goals to you, right. has similar attitude about whether it's, you know, for love or business, right? Mm-hmm. If it has, is on a similar path and maybe at a similar place, it's not necessarily going to help you pull yourself up. But a lot of times I think you probably know the answer, that you need to do, you just need some encouragement to do it.
0: For sure, yeah. Just that talking through know? that debriefing—that's a really good point. Yeah.
1: Sometimes you're going to run into things where you you just really don't know what to do, and you need someone to tell you. But a lot of times, you just need someone to debrief with you. Mm-hmm. And so, I think an accountability partner—if you're on a budget and you're you know you're not really in a place yeah. where you know it makes sense um, to do that—if you can find an accountability partner that said that has similar business goals, right? similar outcome, goals, and isn't it a, a similar journey, and maybe, you know, how you know, you don't want to find someone who's exactly like you, right? right.
0: <laughs> yeah, because there can but be someone who's... some competition, I think, sometimes, which could turn that yeah
1: Yeah, so, so you need to find someone, you need to be willing to set aside your own ego, and also yeah, set aside, sure. that person said, you both agree to set aside your own ego,
0: yeah,
1: uh, and and be kind to each other, but also, right. A little, you know, nudgy, kick in the pansy. Yeah,
0: I think a bad situation like that, the wrong person could hold you back. You know, like if I've got my yeah. accountability partner and she's devastated because she didn't hit two thousand a month and I'm about to hit five thousand a month and I mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like there could even be yeah. like this subconscious and oh there's... I want to grow faster than she does. That would hurt her feelings or something. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So you have to kind of be careful. I think that's uh, I think I think that's a good place to start. But I also think as soon as you can, it actually helps to move to that paid Mm coach-client relationship because that takes, it it removes a lot of the ego out of it. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, you know, look, I'm here to ask you to help me and you better help me because I'm, you know, know, so it becomes, it changes the dynamic for sure um, of that in a, hopefully in a positive way. I mean that, you know, you have to, there's a lot of variables there, but you know, I, I think you kind of get the idea, but yeah. It's, it's all a relationship thing. You have to find, be willing to stand up for yourself mm-hmm. and, and find what is going to serve you best at different stages of, of your life and right. your
0: growth. Yeah. Well, thank um, you so much. And so I think if if we just want to sum up real quick, the kind of authors that you particularly like to coach, if somebody is listening, like, oh, I want Larissa to be my coach. You, yeah. you, you kind of mentioned some of them, you know, like several books. Yeah. Out. So I would say, like, yeah, I would say, yeah, if you're, if you're at least maybe
1: five or six books, you know, have a backlist of at least five or six books, you know, up to however many. So mm-hmm. with, you know, most of the clients I work with are, have had five or six books up to maybe 20 or 30. Mm-hmm. I've worked with clients with a little deeper backlist than that, but that's, they need kind of different things. So, you know, anywhere in that say five to 30, right. Mm-hmm. Is in your backlist however long it took you to get there is fine. It doesn't matter if it's rapid release. It doesn't matter if you publish once a year or once every other year. You need different strategies for all of those, but that's all fine. And really just a, a willingness to be coachable, right? To have to, willingness to listen and implement new ideas, even if they're a little bit uncomfortable for you.
0: Right.
1: And if you're not sure, um, if you're a fit, uh, there's, uh, you can can find me, you know, reach out and I'll tell you how to to book a call and we'll have a chat. And I don't, I have these, I I book these strategy sessions, you know, five or six times a week with new authors. And it's not a sales pitch. It's not me saying, here's the program. It's really and truly about here's how to find out how to best help you. How can we help you be more empowered to make the decision? And sometimes that's with me and sometimes it's not. I mean, sometimes it's like, I would, I think you would be better served by going off and doing this other thing kind of stuff. So especially now that I'm working with people in a group, it's, it's, that's for your benefit, you know, as, as the potential author joining the group, but it's also for my benefit because the group dynamic is important to me Right. that, you know, that it's, it, it doesn't help me to coach people who aren't going to be successful. And if I can't help you be successful, I would rather you go on and I'd rather be able to point you know, point people in a different direction that,
0: makes sense. that is going to help them be yeah. successful. So Okay. And that's an um, author list lab. If people want
1: more author, list yeah, lab. author, yeah. yeah author list lab.com. If people want more and you can sign up, sign up for the mailing list, kind of get the initial couple of, pre, you know, preview emails, and make sure we're sort of on the same page in terms of mm. philosophy and, and things like that. And then if it seems like the right fit, absolutely reach out. We'll, you know, I'll let you know how to schedule a time and we can have a chat and see how we can get you moving forward
0: awesome. um, whatever
1: direction that, that ends up being so
0: yeah well yeah. thanks Larissa for taking the time to chat and just thank you for your work with me because I know there are lots not to over exaggerate but lots <laughs> of milestones <laughs> I can look back to that I would have been too scared to take without that kind of hand-holding encouragement you know you're like half marketing doctor, half cheerleader, half marketing coach, you know, (laughs) half mastermind. Well, I have to,
1: I have to say too, since we're on here, I I mean, I just, you're like this, the star pupil, right? you know, we can have a conversation and I know that you're gonna take those ideas and run with it, right? And actually do something with that and mm-hmm. get a result. And maybe it's not always the result we expect, but you get a result and you're like, okay, this is great. It worked or it didn't, or we need to adjust or whatever it is. So I, I think it's it's so fun for me to be able to and watch your progress and your growth over the last couple of years and and to where you are now that you're I think you're a bigger ad expert than I am for sure uh-huh. um, you know that I I rely on you a lot of times for for ad stuff it's kind of flip, flipped around a little bit so, right uh, for that so if anybody's thinking looking for help with ads talk to Alana for sure <laughs> uh, with that so yeah so that's good Well, good. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. I love talking about this kind of stuff. So hopefully it's helpful. Give someone a path.
0: Yeah. All right. So again, if you want to check out Larissa Reynolds offerings for, uh, for authors, it's authorlesslab.com. And thanks Mm -hmm. again, Larissa. And thanks to everyone listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.